This is Heavy Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the game against the Dallas Cowboys, the O-line report, which is also the Dockery report, the injury report, Portis making stupid comments, Hall of Fame nominees, John Elon, Trip, and much more live here in Just John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening? We beat Dallas. We We beat beat Dallas. We beat Dallas. I just want to take this opportunity to say that Dallas sucks and my precarious predictions are still intact. Absolutely. I would also like to call out that everyone on the NFL Network's crew, everyone Uh on ESPN's crew, and uh, everyone on Fox Sports, Everyone on Fox Sports crew said that them. the Redskins would not win, and they did, which goes to show you that we at Harry Hog Football know more about football and probably sports in general than all those dudes combined. Do you think that that the Redskins shocked the world? No. Was it shocking? They shocked no, the think, overconfident, I, crappy Dallas Cowboys team. I think they shocked the Cowboys, and I think they shocked what's-his-face who held Arakpo three times in 31 minutes of football. And I think Did they, they shock America? I think they shocked shock America's, America's team. America's team fans America's shocked. Dude, they should be called America's dumbest team. Dude, let me tell you about the Cowboys fans right now. There's America's one Reed. at uh, one place that I work at who is uh, who's someone that I, I don't talk to. Um. But in typical to Cowboys fans fashion, you know, they lost the game. And I was walking down the hall on Monday, and I look up, and I see this dude. And he sees me, and he looks, like, down away, like, instantly, like, oh, crap, this Redskins fan's going to start giving me crap about the game and us losing last night. But I don't talk to this guy. I don't really know this guy. I just know he's a Cowboys fan. So I just walked by and, you know, joke nodded him. like a dude and just you nodded joke and kept walking. No, because I'm not the jerk Cowboys fan that doesn't say anything except for when my team wins. All right, okay. In other words, if you talk to him all the time, you would have joked the crap out of him. Exactly. If this was someone that I knew, I would joke the crap out of him. But because he's someone that I don't know, I'm not going to suddenly be like, hey, what's up, dude? I never talk to you because I don't – because, you know, you're quiet and I, I think you're kind of dumb. And, um, <laughs> you know – your team sucks. We beat you last night. That would be that would be probably twenty five more words than I've ever said to this guy in over a year. Oh yeah. So, but and, as a Cowboys fan, employee? as a Cowboys fan, he expected me to do that because oh, yeah. that's what a Cowboys fan would do to any random Redskins fan they see if they had won. They would have been like, "How about them Cowboys?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you oh, took dude. the high road. That's what you're saying? I took the, you high, took the high road. road. I, I took the high I, road. I took the high road. Exactly. And, and the Cowboys fan at my work that I talk to all the time, he's the receiving agent down in... You joked him. He's the well, receiving he sent, agent. He sent me an email and it was like, I've got a box here uh, from FedEx for you. And yeah. I sent him an email back and it said, oh, are you holding a box for me? In <laughs> <laughs> uh, all Holding was in all caps. <laughs> Dude, did you say he's like a receiving agent? But this is all uh, I said. I said, "Are you holding? Are you holding a box for me?" And then I just said, "Scoreboard," and that's all my email said. <laughs> and you haven't heard from him since. Um, and you got your box, and it was ticking. <laughs> um, it's like, please ignore the smells of soul. How about them cowboys? Oh yeah, Dude, you guys heard Jerry about Jones. the. Uh, you guys heard about the Tony Romo um, press conference yeah. with the dude in the back. <laughs> like Tony Romo like with his hat on backwards, like all ready to do something. Um, <laughs> he's in there and they're asking him a question. And you just hear this guy from the back of the audience or the back of the, uh, I guess, reporter area go, 
How about them cowgirls? <laughs> the press conference. It was awesome. And I was like, wait, uh, was that it? Was that at FedEx Field? First, I was like, man, that guy probably got kicked out. And then I was like, well, maybe not if that press conference was at FedEx Field. <laughs> Dude, Alan the Bruce probably sent him out there on purpose. Probably. He was probably like, it was probably him himself. He was probably like, dude, dude, I want you to go over there. And, and, and right when Tony Romo's saying something, I just want you to be like, as you're walking away so no one will know it's you, just be like, how about them cowgirls? It'll be awesome. And then he was like, and here's some free tickets to next week's game. I'd be like, dude. okay. He wouldn't have to ask me twice. I'd be like, um, okay. Yeah, it's like, or, or I would just do it for free because I hate the Cowboys. By the way, this episode of Harry Hog Football, um, episode number 220. Four is brought to you by David Lee Legal Services. David Lee Legal Services in Williamsburg, Virginia. David Lee, dude, he, who also hates the Cowboys, who hates the Cowboys with a passion. As a matter of fact, we've we've talked at length many times about the Dallas sucks flag that he sent us, and the fact that he's been to the seventh continent, Antarctica, with a Dallas sucks flag. Yeah, um, sweet. <laughs> just cool to let everyone like there that, know. Just to let everyone there on the seventh continent, all the penguins. Just to let whatnot, all the you know. penguins are all just like they're all like tap dancing and whatnot, and they're just like, "Oh man, I never uh, knew that." Oh no, I won't plan my vacation there. <laughs> Dudes, the gold pants. Dude, the Dude, gold, gold pants. pants were sweet. All, all I season can say long, baby. Dude, all season and all. Dude, all we can say about that. Hold on, I'm trying to get down to the sound effect. <laughs> All we can say about it is freaking awesome. I called it. Nice. Yeah. No. Are we going to see gold pants for away games as well? I was about to ask. I that. called I it. Believe no way. I believe not. what I heard was that there were home all the home games, but I I think the aways are just going to be the whites and the burgundy, burgundy pants. pants. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Burgundy too. pants and gold jerseys. John was so like freaking out <laughs> about the gold pants. Dude, I was out of control. I saw it on Comcast because you guys don't get that. And so I, I saw it first, and I saw, like, five players come out of the tunnel in their gold pants, and I was like, Whoa! I was freaking out. It was awesome. They look pretty good. Is that when I texted you, John? I was sweet. like, gold pants. Gold pants. You were all, like, five minutes late on it, Josh. Was I? But you were so pumped. It was hilarious. I was super pumped. Was, Josh sent I was like, gold pants, dude. He was like, gold pants. <laughs> and then he sent, like, a complete sentence a minute later. They're wearing gold pants. like totally pumped like ah i don't i mean i know the three of us were just like pumped out of our minds for that game hey josh we got an email i think it was from simon kinsey that was wondering if there's a way that we can text into like the website or something our thoughts during the game is there a way to do that we that we can text our thoughts into the game? Yeah, like or that they Harry Hog Nation can. Or the three of us are Harry Hog Nation. I'll the say what we us. always say. The three I'll of us. I'll say what we all what we always say when our response to these kind of questions are. Sure, there's always a way. <laughs> there's always a way if there's enough time. If there's enough time. Well, here's the thing know. about that. It's me, Josh, and John are always texting or talking during the game, but um I really don't know if I can tear myself away and like try to make it a responsibility for me to have to text during a game because i'm too wrapped up in the game to have Dude, to worry about it we text each That's other all you have to do is set up one more text address that it goes to and just do a group text i text both you guys at the same time i think that i think so, that could end up being bad yeah that might be like rated pretty horribly in some cases especially yeah you know. I, I think we definitely have to put a uh a rated m for mature uh, label on that. You must be oh, eighteen yeah. to log in to see these posts. <laughs> be, be rated rated T for team. Yeah. Speaking of anyway. teams, the Dallas Cowboys suck, dude. What's up with all those penalties, man? Would they have 12, 15 penalties? It's like any time anything decent happened for them, they'd be like, oh, "I'm sorry." Holding Let me shoot myself in the foot. Or a legal motion, or I think they had like a false start on top of a false start once. <laughs> Guys, I don't, I don't want to bring, I don't want to be the guy to bring down the party, but let's talk about this for a minute because seriously, we won the game and we're talking, we're sitting here going, those Cowboys suck. And seriously, look at the scoreboard, look at the opportunities that we had and missed, look at our screw ups. I'm just saying, the Redskins, I think, have got a long way to go, and I feel fortunate that we won this game. 
because I don't think we came out and like played the best. I hope we didn't play the best the Redskins are going to play this year. Yeah, I mean, um, we've, we've I, I got agree. a lot of work to do. We, we need to be there's... thankful that we won this game. Absolutely. Oh, I am I thankful. I don't think anybody, any Redskins fans are just like, we're awesome, we're going to the Super Bowl, even though we are. <clears throat> but <laughs> I don't think anyone was like, oh, this is, this is we're just at the culmination, we're at the peak of, of everything. The offense obviously needs more work. McNabb looked like he was leading a new offense. Fair mm-hmm. enough, because it is. Anthony Armstrong needs to was, catch the ball. Anthony Armstrong was disappointing, but I think maybe it was just jitters because he is from a, a Dallas Cowboys family in West Texas. Dude, um, they, ran that same, like, that. they ran that he same fade to the corner fan, twice, and he dropped it both times. Well, one time he, he got, got his arm held, but still. Yeah, it was. It, there, were, there was a lot. I mean, it was a very much a rivalry game, a lot of jitters, a lot of crazy stuff. Um, the field goal that we turned down on the penalty, and then we end up getting no points, and the punter like s in the bed. Um, oh, don't even get me going on him. Is yeah, he cut just, yet? Just all sorts of all sorts of stuff like that. Crazy rivalry I mean, even... game. The, the the fumble for a touchdown that D'Angelo Hall and Andre Carter uh, combined right. combined to make happen. Just just crazy awesome. stuff. But yeah, the offense definitely needs. You know, McNabb didn't play for half the preseason, thanks to Larry Johnson. And the defense Larry. was pretty good, but, you know, we're hurting at free safety. It, hold on, dude. Hold on. Let me put. Let me play the devil's advocate here. Right. If Dallas's defense is as good as they say they are, then we didn't do that bad against it. We were able to move the ball. We just couldn't punch it in at the end. Yeah, I And thought. then in the second half, like in the fourth quarter, we had that long drive going with Portis, and he was breaking pretty big runs in there. And it looked like we were going to be able to drive it in and actually put it out of reach. And they stopped us again. I mean, we're starting to get stuff going. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it's the team <clears throat> compared if, – if Dallas is supposed to be – I mean, half the people in the world, it seems like, are saying Dallas is going to go to the Super Bowl this year for the NFC. And if that's so, then we're in pretty good shape. Yeah, if it's not so – which I don't know if it is so because they were so undisciplined with their penalties I, and whatnot. Yeah. Then we might not. Dude, be I gotta. Um, I gotta say, yeah. I mean, you're right, dude. I mean, our, our our offensive line is far and above where we were last year. I mean, the improvements there are, are obvious. Uh, McNabb had most of the time he had plenty of time in the pocket. We uh, gave him one sack. Even the rookies were doing their jobs 95 percent of the time. I thought. I thought Williams was really impressive. Um, especially, dude, especially against DeMarcus Ware because he yeah. is, I mean, he's one of the top in the game. He got beat once. I mean, and he didn't have any help either. I mean, he was pretty much one-on-one the whole game with him. Yeah, and, good point. And I thought that he was great. But, no, I mean, I see what you're saying. Well, I'm just saying we've still got some work to do. We shouldn't be like, woo, we beat the Cowboys. We're, you know, we're awesome. I mean, no, we should just be like, "Woo, we beat the Cowboys." That is what I'm. Now like. let's move on and let's yeah. get better. And let's keep <laughs> let's keep getting better. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think we should get down on the offense yet. Like last year, from this one game, I don't think it's enough to tell how good or bad our offense is. It's a brand I'm not new down offense. on the offense. Yep, I still wish we got T.J. Hushman's. But eye. I mean, me too. Even our veterans. I mean, even our veterans. Look at. Uh, I mean, Santana Moss had like bricks hitting him in the hands a couple of times. You he know, dropped like, one. I think. He had one you gotta, that you, hit him in the hand. You got to pull that stuff in. Strong game. Yeah. yeah, but dude, you're you're ten ten years there. I mean, it's not like he was under a lot of pressure there. I mean, it was it hit him in the hands. He's got to pull that in. You know. I'm just saying, we've all got. I agree. I know what play you're talking about, and I agree. He it, that ball did hit him he, in the hands. Yeah. He needed to pull that in. He should ca- he should have caught it. Anyway, oh, he that did, said, he did contribute and, a lot, though. Right, that and, said, and, hell to the hell to the Redskins. It was awesome to beat the Dallas Cowboys. It's a good, it's a good first start, but I think we need to keep getting better and not not get a chip on our shoulders at this. Point. Well, like, I'm not, dude, like I'm a st- lot of the players said in the locker room after the game last year, the Redskins they they were saying last year we would have found a way to lose this game, mm-hmm. right? And they almost did. They almost they did. did. It was a nail biter. Who was supposed to cover Roy Williams and not play? That was ridiculous. I don't even know. I haven't been able to 
to see it well enough to see who it was supposed to be. I've still got, like, no nails have grown back since the other night. Unless it was a rack. (laughs) All bitten off. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Well, I mean, it was tense down at the end there. Today's Tuesday. I'm not on to the next game yet. I'm still on to, like, still talking about how Dallas sucks and we beat them. So that's all, you know. And that's all that matters. I mean, I was driving home from work today. And I pulled up to a stoplight in my neighborhood, which is not a great neighborhood, but the car next to me, it was a black Grand Cherokee, and it had a Redskins magnet. And you could tell it wasn't a Fairweather fan magnet. It had been there a while. And there was this middle-aged woman in the car, and I pulled up, and she looked over and saw the Redskins flag on my car, like the window flag, like hanging above my car, you know? And she just started pointing her finger in the air, and she was like, woo! And I put a thumbs up. I was like, yeah! Oh, yeah. And so, I was I mean, driving down the road. We're all pumped. We're still pumped. And I was driving I down the road, and there was this dude with his Cowboys flag on his car who must not have watched the game and only listened to the talking heads who said that the Cowboys were supposed to win. So I just drove <laughs> by him. I just drove by him and rolled down my window and took off my Redskins hat and held it out. The talking heads. Same as it ever was. Dallas still sucks. Same, <laughs> Same as, as it ever was. was. Same as it ever was. Dallas still sucks. Now, someone, who wrote this in? Did you guys see this? What that? What? Someone wrote in to us and said that uh, said that um, Miles Austin was wearing purple underwear during the game. What? Did he go look? And, and who is, who? what's her name that wrote this in? I have no idea. I don't remember who wrote it in. Maybe it's on my phone. I don't know. I don't know. What was it like? Was his thong showing or something on the back of his pants? Apparently. <laughs> was the thong song playing in the background? I don't know. Um, let me see if I can find it. Keep talking. The thong song? Um, you well, have why the thong don't we, song. Um, dudes, Do why we don't want we to move give into our the, game, uh, game balls and kicks? Let's give our yeah, game balls and kicks. I think it's about that time. Okay. And now, the coveted and ever-elusive... Game Ball Award. The Game Ball Award is brought to you by Ridapoo today. Ridapoo, when Rit-a-poo. you need and you can't get rid of it, try Ridapoo. Ridapoo, if you're feeling blue like the Dallas Cowboys, try some Ridapoo. Ridapoo. That's like septic services or something. Um, <laughs> in the greater uh, Washington, D.C. and Delmarva Peninsula area. Um, all right, so who's going first? Game balls, I'll go. You go. You go. You go. I got to give a shout-out, game ball, to D'Angelo Hall for this game. I just felt like he was uh, he was focused and he was where he needed to be uh, most of the time. And and it was obvious that, uh, you know, he, he put some – he had our only touchdown – um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I got to give a game ball to D'Angelo Hall this week. It was so, uh, it was awesome watching the game with my son, Sam, who's seven. And Sam was, uh, yelling, Where's Hall? Where's Hall? We need Hall. <laughs> and, uh, we let him stay up late and watch the game. And there was that one point where D'Angelo Hall went, uh, went down. And, um, we watched the second half because Sam went to bed with him the next day and Sam's yelling at the TV. He's like, oh, no, Hall's hurt. We need Hall. We need him. Dude, I was yelling the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, that's Uh, awesome. And thank goodness Uh, they were smart enough to talk to the referees on that play and be like, dudes, we we had to burn a timeout in the last two minutes. He can come back in. That may have saved the game right there. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. I had a question about that because I thought that Dallas, yes, that's true, but I thought that Dallas had just called a timeout right before that. Huh? Like they had just taken a timeout. and Because I was going, they can't make him take that injury timeout. Dallas just called timeout unless they retracted they it the because they – I think uh, they called I mean, a timeout on the play right before that, dude. Yeah, that was okay the play before. I, I was like, didn't Dallas just call a timeout? And I thought it was the same play, and I was like, I don't understand this. But John, who's yours going to? Um, uh, I'm going to give a shout to go along with that first to uh, Andre Carter for helping to cause that fumble with D'Angelo Hall. 
at the oh, end yeah. of the first half. I think he deserves a shout for that on that play, definitely. Um, uh, my game ball, Aaron, go ahead and do yours because I'm afraid I'm going to steal yours, and I don't want to take that one. All right, my game ball is going to Dirty 30 LeBron hey. Landry. <laughs> you got it. For having 17 tackles, no penalties, and he was housing people. And every time he hit somebody, he'd get up, and you saw his helmet turn towards that person for at least three or four yards as he was walking away, moving up and down because he was jawing every single play. Yeah, like, come back to this neighborhood again, see what happens. And he's, he looks so comfortable back at his position after his debacle of a year last year that it's awesome. And if we can just get that. Kareem Moore or someone that can play safety better than Reed Dowdy is not playing well. But no, anyway. he's not. Anyway, this is the game ball section, so I won't talk about that. But yeah. I do want to bring up, before you give your pick, dude, I found the email about the purple underwear. It was from Matthew. <laughs> and the, t- the subject of the email was purple cake. <laughs> and it says, dudes, please tell me you saw that Alex Barron and Miles Austin of Dallas were wearing purple panties. Well, to be fair, Barron's was more of a teddy. <laughs> oh, no. Please find pictures of these clowns and post them on the website. Well, dude, I don't think people want to see these, so I don't think we're going to post them on the website. Purple and cake. I, and for me, if you knew how much I dislike Miles Austin, for me to go on Google and do a Google image search of Miles underwear Austin... <laughs> Dude, Miles all those Austin pictures would come up. It just might make me pee. Come up with his almost, uh, almost John Elway teeth. His big teeth <laughs> and his half Alex Rodriguez looking self. Oh man! Oh, I couldn't man. take it. So we're just gonna have to go. We're gonna take your word for it on this uh, purple underwear thing. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. So it's probably so like Tony right? more like a teddy. <laughs> more like a teddy. It's probably what Tony oh told him. I'm to wear halfway losing my voice, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lose it before we even get to halftime at our show for laughing. But this, this is killing me. <laughs> Alex Barron was wearing a teddy. Wearing a teddy. <laughs> oh my! All right, I I guess I'll go ahead and give my game ball now. Um, oh, you gave it to Andre Carter. No, no that, that was, was a, that was a shout. shout out. I thought I thought right. he really deserved a shout out for that. Um, I really thought about giving the game ball to uh, Gordon Gano, the lead singer of the Violet Femmes, especially for ice in the veins on that 49-yarder. Oh, yeah, But that was nice. we would be very remiss if we did not give a game ball to Brian Arakpo. Yes, we would. <laughs> he was <laughs> outstanding. Three, his, his stats on the game was one tackle, or one tackle, one assist, one pass defended. And three holding calls, including the one that that saved the game. And Albert Hainsworth was quoted as saying that Arakpo was killing Dallas on the rush. And we know that Hainsworth hates Dallas. And Hainsworth doesn't really like anyone else either, apparently. But Yeah, yeah, from what it looked like. Arakpo <laughs> was out of control. People have got to be quaking. In their, I don't think people have feared a Redskins defensive player like this since LeVar Arrington his first couple of years and when he was really, really rocking it. Oh, Arakpo's yep. the real deal, dude. He, uh, dude, we all called it. That's going to go down as the only draft pick Serato ever made that was good. In fact, I lifted the Redskins embargo and, and bought an Arakpo jersey this year. It's good for you to buy. And the Redskins wearing... embargo is over, dude. I was wearing it during this game, too. I must, might add. The Redskins officially licensed merchandise embargo is over. It's it's over with with Allen, Bruce Allen coming in. Speaking of, did we mention that you can get all the old school jerseys now? Did we dude, mention that's that on right. the last podcast? I don't think we did. For the first time that I can remember, you can actually go on and get an Art Monk jersey that's not like bootlegged and like made in some Chinaman's like. Yeah, dude, but, but can you get yellow pants? Can, can you get some? Can you get some gold pants? That's the question. I don't know about that, dude. I don't know. I bet 
maybe by the end of the week it'll be like the the uh, the deal of the game or something like that from the Redskins. But yeah, if you go to Redskins.com, if, do we have a link on our site to go through them? Still, I don't we're, even know. We're an affiliate, but I don't even know since we had the embargo. If we're still, we, we took it off when the embargo happened. We can put it back up there probably. Put I guess a link. We'll put it back on. Yeah, we need to put a link up to all the the old school stuff because you can get like Jurgensen. Sam Huff. You can, you can get, get you can get they're all Sonny, like modern jerseys, but you can get Sammy Ball. You can even get a Joe Gibbs ninety six jersey, which is of course the year that he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. And you can get Excellent. like Dexter Manley and uh yeah. Brian Mitchell and Dave John Daryl Pounds. Of course Daryl Pounds. Sharp Donish. Dude, we were talking about this before we started recording. We were talking about we we have like you know the greatest Redskins of all time. We need to come up with like the worst Redskins of all time team, and it would include Brent. guys like Daryl Pounds at first cornerback, Sharp Donish. I think he was a right guard. If you guys don't remember him, he played in the mid to late nineties. And I used Adam to really loosely. Adam Archuleta. <laughs> Sean Gilbert. And then I was like, dudes, what we need to do is go down the list of first-round draft picks starting in number, I think, 1991 or 92 with that Bobby Wilson guy. <laughs> and then moving all the way through Desmond Howard, Heath Shuler, Andre Johnson, the tackle who never played a single uh, regular season down for the Redskins. Um, all those guys. Like, you could go all the way up to Champ Bailey. And and pick the number one picks that were just a super total bust and put them on that team. But anyway, I think I think that's something that we may uh, revisit here and next year in the taint of the off season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Who's anyway, there's game ball. So Who's there's that, game that was ball? the game ball. So my game ball goes to Bryant Arakpo. Dude is the real deal, just like we said last year. Um, and a shout out to the Silverback, who did a really good job. Holding Demarcus Ware, not holding him, but holding Demarcus Ware to six tackles and one sack—the only sack that the Cowboys had in the entire game, which mm-hmm. is pretty darn good for his very first game as a professional football player. Um, and the fact when Demarcus Ware went down with that stinger, the Redskin that went over there first to see if he was okay was Silverback. So I thought that was classy on his part. And I really wish DeMarcus Ware would go to another team because he's a pretty classy guy and a pretty classy player. But not the Redskins because once a Cowboy, always a Cowboy. Anyway. Exactly. um, Okay, cool. So it's time for this week's (laughs) Kicking the Balls Award. That's a bit of a long lead-in. Aaron, who did you give your game ball? Who did you give your game ball to, Aaron? LeRon Landry, dude. Okay. Thirty. Right. <laughs> who was who was exactly who I was going to pick? But I figured I, I I thought you were going to go with him too. So he led the team with seventeen tackles, and those were solo. He also had some assists that I didn't even seventeen talk about. freaking tackles in one game. Seventeen. And these weren't tackles where he's hanging back trying to pretend he's a safety. These are like coming up and like destroying people tackles. Would you say he had a plethora of tackles? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, who wants um, to go first with the kicking the balls award? My kicking the balls. Um, Aaron's kicking the balls goes my, to Miles Austin. My kick goes to Casey <laughs> Raybach for holding. Dude. <laughs> Casey Raybach. Casey Raybach, dude, I would have to say. Casey Robach, he was getting schooled a few times up the middle. He was Casey Robach, he was he, looking. He was showing showing some wear around the edges. He was shaky, dude. Robach is not done. Robach does not have a history. You know, he's 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 kind of old for a lineman. No offense to him, and I mean, he's not used to the zone blocking scheme thing going on. Mm-hmm. I think in his defense, he was so shaky. He wasn't though. getting a lot of help. Nope. But, but uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. He was, he was, I think he may have been the weak link on the line, but we're going to talk about that a, a little bit here in the uh, O-line report as well. We will. All right, you guys go ahead. Um, This my, just in. Oh, wait, dudes. This just in breaking news. Randy Moss to Redskins for Albert Hainsworth. Get out. What? Oh, I'm sorry. It was the Bleacher Report headline. <laughs> and I'm not making that up. It is a Bleacher Report headline. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, 
Dude, Sorry, stranger was, things have happened. <laughs> I was distracted, dudes. Um, who who's going with your kick? Um, you go with your kick. No, I'm going to go with my kick this time. Okay, go uh, ahead. My kick, because I think you might take mine, and I really want to give this one because I called it early in the preseason. My kick in the balls goes to Josh Bidwell, our crappy punter. Crickets, crickets, oh, yeah, crickets. yeah, you've got you gotta, <laughs> you gotta kick that guy. Yeah, there's there's multiple reasons why you gotta kick that guy this Dude, week. Dude, no, he's not been impressive at all in preseason anyway. His punts are short and their line drives. Dude, other than that, he's pretty good. He was responsible. Um, he was single handedly responsible for a ten point swing in the game. For a ten point swing, exactly. In the matter of minutes. Because he, he fumbled that snap, which was a little bit high, but he should have been able to handle that, being a veteran punter and holder. And, and then, then he punts. He, and then he punts a thirty-yard line drive punt out of bounds. At the thirty, our own. 30. I think I was texting. Didn't I text like you guys? I was like texting. We've got to audition punters this week. Immediately. Yep. Has he been cut yet? Because he needs to be. He sure he definitely needs to be. He's he was a question mark in preseason and he is he just is not very good. And even in the game there were a couple there was one time when the players were all like, Yeah, great punt and blah 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 because he kicked like a long punt, but it was a line drive. It just happened that one of our guys, I think it was Anthony Armstrong, got down there and, and at the one. He was an assistant. No, not mm-hmm. on that one. On a different one. He it was late in the game and he, he uh, he was the first one down there, and he got enough going that he was able to keep the guy from getting anything. Like, a couple other guys showed up, and they made kind of a gang tackle. But, you know, as soon as he kicked it, it was like, oh, great, it's a long line drive punt. punt. Here comes a big return. But thankfully, Armstrong got down there and held the guy up long enough for the for the team to make a tackle. Josh mm-hmm. Bidwell is not the real deal. <laughs> he is the <laughs> anti-Arakpo. So thank you. You know who cut, needs to really be yell that now. So that's my kid. You know who needs to be holding for um holding the ball for field goals Rex and Grossman. extra points. Rex Grossman. No. Well, I mean, yeah, we could make yes, Rex Grossman should be doing that. But Brian I was Mitchell. I was thinking about it too. I was like, yeah, let one of those guys. Let Brandon Banks do let it. Let Brian Mitchell. I mean seriously, anybody. Brandon Banks. I don't was understand. I never understand why people have the punter hold for the kicker, dude, because there's have a... two perfectly good run, or, uh, quarterbacks there that can take care of that, and they can, you know, work on the fake. They can maybe, if there's a bad snap, maybe they can get up and chuck it to someone in a hurry. They're, they're, you're so limited when you have a, an ogre punter who looks like <laughs> the guy from the replacements with Keanu Reeves out there, like he should dude. be, like he's <laughs> half drunk and he should be smoking a cigarette on the sideline. Give me a break. I'll tell man. you. Give me someone who can play. I'll tell. I'll tell you why they make the make that guy hold because it's the only guy on the team that doesn't have to use his hands to play the game. He's the he's the only guy sitting around that can hang out with the long snapper and the kicker. Everyone else is busy because they're like off no. in their own little side field while everyone all the real players are practicing. That's no, dude. Say it. he's out there. Say Rex Grossman's holding the ball and accidentally gets kicked in the hand and breaks a bone. Well, he's now he's no good for a backup. <laughs> so, Josh has a point there. That is a good so, point. If this punter dude's holding and he gets kicked either. in the hand, so what? They're like, you don't use your hands to kick. Get out there and kick. Punter does. Yeah. He has the to catch the does, ball. Though. The oh, kicker yeah, well, doesn't. Now, if the kicker could be his own holder, then you'd have more of a point. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right. And well, I retract my last statement. <laughs> All right. Surprisingly, though, I, I, I got to say, even though it looks like every time their fingers are getting completely cl- kicked completely clean off of their hands, I've never heard of anyone actually getting their finger or their hand broken by a kicker in the NFL. Yeah. That's I got to say that. Surprisingly, because you'd think people would be losing fingers left and right. Yeah. All right. I've got All three, right, Aaron, three kick in the balls awards. First, My first kick in the balls, a little... No, a pretty big kick goes to the ref that called a late hit on London Fletcher because that was the weakest thing I've ever that seen. That was insane. Second of all, all right. my second little kick, not my major one, goes to <laughs> Alex Barron for holding a rack po three times and negating those off of the stat sheet, those sacks. Dude, he, he deserves a game ball for that, man. 
Yeah, but I'd yeah. rather have seen Arakpo get the sacks. And the loss of down. Yeah. You can't yeah. kick him anyway because he's on the other team. That's right. Well, you we'll can just, just line all 53 of those dudes up and I'd walk down and kick them in succession. <laughs> you can just joke them, because, especially because they are Cowboys. Okay, and my main kick, I guess, of course Bidwell would be my the most uh, obvious one, but I'm going to also give one to Carlos Rogers for still God, not no being able to catch. Rogers. He could have ended the game. If he didn't suck so much. <laughs> Dude, that might be the quote of the night. He could have ended the game if he didn't suck so much. It's in my post, dude. <laughs> it hit him in the damn hands again. And he like again. jumped he like jumped up like when he didn't have to, it was like at his head level and then he like jumped. It was like, whoa. And then like dropped it. It was right to him and the game would have been over right then and there. And we would have been like, yeah, Carlos Rogers caught it. He's the hero. He caught the ball finally. His hands thing is gone for the 2010 season. He's finally learned how to catch. And then the words of your mom. No, no sir. Someone had a quote about it in the post. No, I forget. Sir. It said something like Carlos Rogers bad hands now and forever. <laughs> <laughs> God, that was terrible. God, he, oh man, yeah, good kick, dude. He totally deserved that. All right, Joshua. Yep. Man. I'm gone, man. I'm good, dude. I kicked Casey Raybach. We can move on. Oh, that yeah, was your real kick. On. Okay. Do All we right, want um, to do the break now and then go into the uh, O-line report? Because we have an interesting yeah, little tidbit from Shanahan about the O-line coming up here. You mean the Dockery yeah, let's do that. Yeah, Dockery we're going to go ahead report. and take our break, and then we're going to come back with the Dockery report. Right up. On Harry Hog Football. Excellent. You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, but for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757-259-9377. That's 757 757- Two five nine nine three seven seven. Yo, we're back. John, you back? Oh yeah, I'm back. You know, Kathleen. <laughs> 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 nice welcome back what do we got we're talking about uh oh, yeah. talking about the hummingbird right now because the hummingbird was inactive for the first game how about them cow girls dip, 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 dip. dudes have you seen any dallas cowboys fans like wearing their the jerseys or flags i've seen them wearing their their teddy Sorry, dude. What Whoa. were you saying? What's up? What's up, Quick thought, Trigger? Dude, I thought you said we were <laughs> going straight into the. I thought you said we were going straight into the Dockery reports. So that I pulled the trigger on the sound effect. John was asking an important question about: Have you seen any Dallas fans wearing their flags? And I said no, but apparently they've been wearing their teddies. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, I do have the game on TiVo, and I'm going to have to go back and watch it for a third time just to see. 
Have we Miles got Austin's <laughs> underwear. Miles Austin. The Dockery Report. Okay. Anyway. In any event, the Dockery Report, dude. Purple cake. Purple Guys, stay on task. Purple cake. Purple cake. Oh, anyway, offensive line. The O-line report. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I, but Aaron and I and Josh all noticed that uh, Stefan Heyer got a little play in the game for Jamal Brown. And Liechtensteiger went in a number of times for Derek Dockery during the game. Um, there were no injury concerns. Well, there was kind of an injury concern with Jamal Brown because he had he was coming off of that major hip surgery from last year, so they're still trying to bring him along a little bit <clears> slow. Um, I don't I didn't remember even know that, Hey, Heyer. dude, I didn't even know that Stefan Heyer was in. To tell you, the truth. you didn't he see that odd body up in there? He must have done a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah, the, that's the quintessential, uh, uh, um, that's the quintessential way to describe a good job by an offensive lineman right there, dude. Yeah, because, didn't even well, notice he was there. Dude, I was so nervous in that game. I was trying to watch everyone that was in, like Hainsworth. I was like, where is he? Yeah. And he'd be um, in on plays that I wouldn't think he'd be in on, and then he wouldn't be in on plays where I would think he would be. Yeah, it's he looked like confused. he was hustling at least, though. Yeah, anyway, Stephon like Heyer did get some play, but not, they were just resting Jamal Brown some to help bring him along slowly because he did have major surgery, and we know hip surgery. It doesn't sound like it would be one of the biggest deals as far as injuries are concerned, but more guys seem to not be able to come back from hip surgery than I can think of than a lot of uh, than most other injuries. Hey, John. is really serious. John, you're old. Yeah. When you got your hip replaced, how long did it take you to come back? Dude, funny. <laughs> um, so Jamal Brown missed the entire 2009 season with a hip injury, so it's good that he was able to uh, bring it back, and I hate you, Aaron. Um, what else were we talking about with those guys? Oh, yeah. The bigger uh, deal Silverback. is Corey Lichtensteiger getting play significant time um, in replacement of Derek Dockery. And uh, Shanahan said the, Shanahan said the coaches decided that Dockery and Liechtensteiger were just about equal. They're just about at the same level right now. I thought that was very, very interesting. Oh, yeah, and um, that, yeah, that's pretty cool. Liechtensteiger. Liechtensteiger. I just wanted to point out something while I'm thinking about Silverback. You know who he's going up against this week? Oh, dude. Mario Williams. Yeah, that's right. So it's not going to be a walk in the park either. As we get the sweep of, of uh, the Texas teams, hopefully, coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's going to be test number two for Silverback. We're going to see how he does coming back from that. I thought he had a pretty good game. Dude is quick. He is fast, man. He'll get over on his block quick. Yeah. So we'll see how that continues on. But I thought the most significant thing, we already talked about Robach, Robach having trouble there against the nose tackle. But uh, we might see a little bit more Liechtensteiger. We might have to start calling it the Liechtensteiger report if Dockery doesn't step his game up. He's going to lose his report. He's going to lose his rapport. I can't even say Liechtensteiger. How am I going to make the it? The Liechtensteiger report. Dude, Le- Corey so Liechtensteiger. Can, that's a like great this. name the, for a lineman, the i got to Le- say. The Liechtensteiger report brought to you by Ikea. <laughs> no, Ikea. dude. <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think you got the wrong country. Uh, wait, yeah, we, Le- we have the Liechtensteiger report. It's brought to you by Black Forest Gummy Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Black Forest gummy bears, chew them all day long. Oh, wait, While I was you drive your Jetta. I was thinking ligand. What is that juice they have? Brought to you by Volkswagen. Exactly. Schnell! The Steiker Report, brought to you by Dieter. <laughs> Hello, I am Dieter, and this is the time on the Lichtensteiger Report. When we dance. This is the time on Harry Hog Football, when we dance. Nine. Stop dropping your gummy bears in my Jetta. Schnell. Schnell. Schnell! All right. Mom, is this one of those German Schneiser videos? (laughs) 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 Oh, Lord. 
Oh man. What do we got? What else we got? Speaking of, wait, Why? hold on. Speaking of this humor that we have on here. I thought it was all right, I thought it was interesting today. I was reading some post and it was someone that said for about point whoever the guy that wrote it was, maybe Dan Steinberg or something. It was like for point zero 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 one of a second before I saw they threw a flag, I almost puked all over my laptop at the end of the game. And then there was some guy on there that posted and was like, Could we grow up? Do we really have to use the word puke? <laughs> Uh, it was a Dallas fan. I was like, I just envisioned some like stuck up Washingtonian. I was like, are you serious? Dude? Uh, if he said puke and that gets you all bent out of shape about growing up. Dude, then, it was probably uh, some stuck up Washingtonian that was sitting up in some club level seat. Oh, and yeah. like he was in like the fourth row back in the in the box so far back that he couldn't even see the field. He was just too busy drinking his like dirty watermelon mm. martini and going, oh. <laughs> Yeah, it was probably him, but imagine Seriously. what would happen if he listened to our show. That's all <laughs> Dude, he wouldn't have made it this far. <laughs> He'd be like, can you guys not use the word yellow cake and talk about teddies on Cowboys? <laughs> oh. oh my. Anyway, what were oh we my, really my, talking my. about? The teddies are just messed up. We were finishing up the O-line report, and I believe we were moving into the uh, the injury report. Oh yeah, here's the injury report. Nothing to report. Nothing to report. Moving on. All right, moving forward, because um, we're already getting pretty long on this thing. That's what she said. Uh, the Hall of Fame nominees are out. Uh, John will real quick, quickly go through the former Redskins that are on the roughly 100 people long. Yeah, this is uh, the very preliminary first list, nominees. the preliminary nominations that come out, and then they whittle it down <laughs> later on. Um, we already talked about Chris Hanberger getting the senior committee nomination. That is separate from this group. The two guys that are senior committee nomination nominees are looked at in a different. They're looked at differently. They've they're automatically in the final group. Out of the preliminary nominees of roughly 100 or so, a grand total of at the most five of these guys can make the Hall of Fame, and sometimes it's not even that many. Um, but we do know that. Amongst the names on there, we'll just run down a few. We got to, uh, Joe Jacoby, of course. Um, Brian Mitchell is on there, who's still, you know, the second leading yard getter in in uh, football history behind Jerry Rice. Um, there's some other ones on there. Larry Sunners, who was a Redskin. Gary Clark is on there. Jack Kent Cook, I think, is a very interesting one. He is on there. Um and a few others. Ray Guy, we like to mention him just because he's the punter and he has an award named after him and he's not in the Hall of Fame. Um, Charles Mann, Dexter Manley, uh, Gerald Riggs, some other guys. Um, we'll give you more information on that in a couple of months or so once they whittle it down. But there, there's a number of Redskins that are on this list. And uh, hopefully we're going to see someone like maybe Jacoby make it down to the final round. Because that would be nice because, I mean, you know, with the counter tray, it was Russ Grimm and Joe Jacoby all the way. I think it would be really proper for the two of them to be in there. Plus, Canton realizes how much money they can get that weekend if they actually have a Redskins <laughs> in because they have real fans that show up, unlike the Cowboys. Unlike the Cowboys, yeah, who had the leading rusher of all time show up and they couldn't even sell at the stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we don't. We don't. That's not why they should go in the Hall of Fame. We don't even want to belittle them by saying, "Oh, Canton will get money." No, I was just kidding. I don't know. That. The economy in Ohio is pretty low. No, in, in all <laughs> seriousness, the, uh, the the Hall of Fame is independent from the NFL, completely independent, not influenced by the National Football League at all. It's an independent body. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they, they do their own thing. Um, it would be really great if they would have players that are and people that are in the Hall of Fame voting on this instead of stupid reporters like Peter King. But... You know, I don't think we're going to be able yeah. to influence that too much. You know, all the same reporters that said that Dallas was going to win this week. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, all those same guys. So, so, and we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm not going to mention the unmentionable person who was up for his first year because he's going to get in. I know we will. We'll just leave it at that. And moving on. Moving Can we talk forward. about the Portis thing. Or are we not going to talk about that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, we, I we do need to, to touch on that a little bit. Um, you want well, me to take this one? It. Yeah, do it really yeah. quickly. I, I, I can real do quick. it if you want. Okay, right, go, go ahead. ahead, Josh. Go ahead. Well, it's what I mean. Basically, uh, you know, we we it seemed like Shanahan showed back up and Portis calmed down a bit with his costumes and his 
you know, shenanigans uh, that and were clean for thought he had a pretty years. Yeah, and sorry to interrupt. I thought he had a pretty strong game considering how strong the front seven of the Cowboys is on defense. Especially and in I, the right. second half. Yeah. So, but he anyway, was okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, apparently there, you know, there's an investigation um, about um, a Hispanic reporter in the um, in the Jets uh, locker room, and basically, you know, there's this investigation going on, um, and Portis Portis comes out and makes these comments about the situation that you know. Uh, that female reporters in general is very sort of a general comment uh, are just in the locker rooms to check out the, the dude's junk uh, or their packages. So to quote, quote, you know, so to speak, quote, quote their packages um, in the locker rooms. And uh, you know, he goes on, you know, saying all this stuff um, basically saying, you know, you got 53 guys in there and of course she's going to find one of them attractive or something like that. I mean, he just goes on and on about it, sounding like a total, you know, more. He goes on and on like Clinton Portis always does. Exactly. He's you know, like, you're sitting here saying. Just talking about it. He, he's like, you're sitting here saying, uh, none of this is attractive to me. I know you're doing a job, but at the same time, same way I'm going to cut my eye if I see somebody worth talking to. I'm sure they do the same thing. I mean, he goes on and on and on. Anyway, he has since apologized, but this is, you know, this that's probably not going to be good enough. And I think that they're, um, you know, the, the league apparently has already said that his remarks were not appropriate and that they were offensive. Yeah. Um, then they, yeah. But you, then they told the Redskins to deal with it. Okay. And the Redskins so, were like, uh, we're going to remind people that we have this policy basically. Right. Yeah. Basically. I mean, the, the reported that they're talking about is like the Mexican version of Aaron Andrews. You right. know, and so a lot of people find her attractive. Fair enough, but you know, dudes, when when the reporter's around, you got to be professional. That's that's just the way life is, and you know, most guys are good to deal with it. I think Clinton Portis is probably saying what some guys, other than he, he himself, think. But I was talking to Aaron about this just before, and Josh as well here. We were talking about this right before the podcast, and Aaron had a great solution to uh, solve any problems with this sort of thing. You just don't let reporters of any sex in the locker room. There you go. Yeah. Bing, bang, done. Let them come out no to the little media No reporters in the room. locker room. Yeah. Of any sex. And it doesn't matter. I mean, really, a reporter should be a reporter if they're reporting in the locker room. They're there as a professional, in a professional job, in a position. And they shouldn't be viewed one way or another because they're male or female. But I think that's a good solution. Don't let them in the locker room. When the players yeah, come yeah. out and I, talk to I've them outside. I've always hated that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they should be I've viewed either that. way or the other, but I also don't think they need to be in there while you're trying to take a dump and get ready to go home. Seriously. <laughs> exactly. They, wait, wait till you get your pants on. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there should be any. I, I agree 100%. The reporters should be out of the locker room completely. There shouldn't be cameras in the locker rooms. There shouldn't be reporters in the locker rooms. That should be a hallowed ground just for the team so they can do – you know, they can bond as a team and do whatever they want to do in there. Sick. Anyway. <laughs> All right, enough about that. Let's uh, move on. This thing's getting kind of long. Uh, let me see here. What do we have left? Uh, oh, John had a scouting trip. Oh, I took a scouting trip looking towards the uh, the quarterback of the future who may not be John Beck. It may be uh, Elon University's Scott Riddle, who just broke the uh, Southern Conference passing record last weekend against Shaw, the Division Two powerhouse. Um in all seriousness, the guy probably will be a late round draft pick, sixth or seventh round, or maybe, or absolutely will be a uh, free agent signing by some team, even if he doesn't get drafted. The guy's got some skills. Um, that's enough of that, though. All right, so we'll and be looking. Did, and you that. didn't stop and see me on your way to Elon. I'm hurt. I didn't go through Raleigh. I went through Danville. So, uh, so basically, John had to do, report on the scouting trip for tax purposes for Harry Hunter football. Right, because I wanted to write that trip off on my taxes. So anyway, um, <laughs> let's go Elon, my alma mater, um, Elon University. Phoenix ranked seventh in one AA football, the first, the top tier of college football in America that has a play. And they could probably beat Virginia Tech this year, I might add. We probably could. James Madison beat them, and they're one AA as well. All right, so here we go. 
to round out this podcast, the new segment John is adding in is the fantasy football report, talking about the Harry the Harry Hog Football League. Right, and this is going to be a real quick report. Um, basically, I'm going to talk about uh, the people who won, like myself and Josh, the people who lost, like Aaron and uh, a few other guys on the team. But what I'm really going to focus on here are the people who drafted Dallas Cowboys in our Washington Redskins fantasy football team. Hang on, Josh. I'm just, I'm just going to hang up. <laughs> Josh. Superskins. The Abergorky Warriors, which is Simon out in the UK, who's new this year, and the Golden Taints, formerly Stud Horse. You guys are totally cut for drafting Dallas Cowboys. But I, and I do want to tell Josh's story. Wait, hold on. I because, want to give a shout out to Mark, who is not even a Redskins fan and did not draft any Cowboys. That's right. Our friend Mark, whose team is Colts Kick Skins, is a grandfathered in. Um, from way back when we went to the uh, Daryl Green Art Monk Hall of Fame induction where the Redskins played the Colts and Mark went with us. Um, he's grandfathered into the league as the only non-Redskins fan, and he did not draft a single Cowboy. However, he did draft Donovan McNabb and Santana Moss. Moss. Nice. Yes, However, so- Josh, Joshua C., about halfway <laughs> through the draft, I get a text from him that says, I'm supposed to be in, in Tallahassee. But I just landed in Atlanta. <laughs> I bet, and then and and something to the effect of, I didn't set my team. Crap! That means I probably drafted Tony Romo. And I was like, <laughs> yep. As a matter of fact, yes, you did. <laughs> and so Josh won this week, but I want you to know that it's a hollow victory. Yeah. Uh, and I and, and this and this report comes to you compliments of Delta Airlines. Delta Air- <laughs> and I would like. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say Delta Airlines. When you've got to get somewhere for your draft, don't fly Delta. <laughs> Josh. And uh, but but you know, just to give Josh some credit, he could have started Eli Manning of the Giants and gotten more fantasy points that week. So why didn't you start Eli, dude? Because I have a goal. Josh Benedict Arnold Hog Wallop. Hog Wallop Allen. Dude, he drafted the quarterback of the Giants and the Cowboys. (laughs) Questionable. Does he have any Eagles? Yes, he does. He has Jeremy (laughs) Mack. That just goes to prove that Josh is the biggest Cowboys fan. At Harry Hog football. football. All right, enough of Josh bashing. Next game is the Redskins versus the Texans. It's going to be at home. It's going to be a rough game, a 4-15 one. Um, yeah, we all, I'm sure everyone has heard about how Arian Foster, formerly, formerly of the Titans, has found his groove this year and ran for three touchdowns for Houston and 200-plus yards. Against the Colts. Um, against the Colts in the Dude, first game. Dude, did you guys see them? Game. Did you guys see any of that game? I mean, they, they, Houston hammered the Colts. I know they did. Why, you want to start rooting for them, too? You can draft a couple of their players. <laughs> no, the other Manning oh. wasn't available. <laughs> no, I was talking about Houston. Oh. So, yeah, this is this is the uh, continuation of the uh, the Texas, the Texas, the state of Texas visit um, going on at FedEx Field. I like to call it the Jack for this season. We're getting both of the uh, Texas teams there. And, you know, Houston is kind of one of those um, dark horse picks this year to make, not dark horse to make the playoffs, but some people are thinking they're going to go deep into the playoffs. They have a very good quarterback in Schaub. Um, Apparently they found their running back, and they have the best receiver, I think, in professional football in Andre Johnson. So it's going to be a tough, tough game. And who's their backup quarterback? Matt Leiner. That's right. Matt, I don't care about football liner. So if we're lucky, the one thing the one knock on Schaub is that every year he's a little bit injury prone, so hopefully if we can knock him out of the game we can get Leinard in there because he just doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't think they're gonna be able to run two hundred and thirty one yards against the Redskins. Personally. I, I think agree. all the people that had Arian Foster on their bench that are starting them in fantasy football this week are gonna be sorely disappointed. Let's just say I bet the Redskins are watching a lot of tape of that game this week. I think Ryan Arakpo is going to be hungry. 
<laughs> he would be like, if they would just for stop holding. Steer, for some long horn steer. Dude, they've been holding Brian Arakpo all preseason, too. I mean, oh, it's been sick how much he's been held. It's ridiculous. But the league has obviously been keeping up on it because the referees were watching for it pretty strongly in that game. He's been held more Although than... two of the three holds were like complete chokeholds with a, a, a forearm all the way around the dude's neck. Dude, he's been held more than Tony Romo's held uh, 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 Miles Austin uh, as they were dozing off to uh, sleep. As, as, as they hugged on the airplane on the way home and cried together. Dude, let's close this. Let's close this thing case. up. Let's close this up. All right, we're gonna wrap this thing up. Um, hail to the Redskins! Um, thanks to send, David Lee of David Lee Legal Services and yeah. send us emails. This week. Redskins fan and HarryHogFootball.com. Follow us on Twitter at HarryHog. All that good stuff. Yep. And as usual, and especially right. this week, y'all. Oh, oh yeah! If you oh. see a Cowboys fan. Yep. Joke. Joke. Oh, <laughs>